Saturday morning, March 6, 2021. Take a listen. Thanks, Danny. I love Washington. Excuse me. I dismiss you. I beg your pardon. I'm not through with my examination. Sit down. Colonel. What's that? I'd appreciate if he would dress me as Colonel or Sir. I believe I've earned it. Defense counsel will address the witness as Colonel or Sir. I don't know what the hell kind of unit you're running here. The witness will address this court as Judge or Your Honor. I'm quite certain I've earned it. A lesson in humility in one of the greatest samplings of our world, the courtroom. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9, the scripture reads, And masters, do the same unto them, and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Him meaning the Lord God Almighty. We all have an authority on this earth, don't we? Sometimes we're in a position of authority. Most of the time, quite frankly, we're not. And in the courtroom, as the scene from A Few Good Men, starring Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise, facing off in the courtroom there for our little sample before the little teaching here, we have a perfect example of how one authority can usurp another authority here on earth. One colonel. Now let me tell you something about what I know about colonels. Colonel's not an easy rank to attain. They got to spot you out as a colonel right from the beginning, usually in the military. They know who's identi- who, who, who has the characteristics and who's not, probably within a week of starting basic training. The same with Judge Advocate General, not a light position to hold in the military, a lot of authority. And that's what the Bible is based on. It's based on authorities. And we're all servants or masters to something or someone. We've talked about that. And when we serve our masters here on earth or those above us, those who God has ordained to be above us, even in the church, we have to take a position of submission sometimes. It's just life. It's just how it happens. When you choose not to, that's when you engage in problems. When somebody chooses not to listen to a police officer, that's when they have problems. When someone chooses not to obey warning signs crossing a, a crosswalk, that's when you get hit. When you choose to ignore the construction workers who are guiding traffic around to get you by safely without a, tra- a tractor running you over, you got to respect that authority see even though you might be in your mind at least the colonel we all have a master and God is the supreme master but one area that Paul identifies the final area in relationships that can lead to spiritual warfare is the relationship between masters and servants we looked at servants and versus masters before but now we're looking servants, excuse me, and masters and how they relate to their servants. And the interesting thing about the end of this verse, 
verse 9 of Ephesians chapter 6 is this. There is no partiality in heaven with God between somebody who, whose position is a master and someone whose position is a servant. You are to honor them both. You are to treat both with respect, whether you are the master or whether you are the servant. It is that simple, that plain, that straight. Humility goes a long way. Do you know that what they're looking for in a colonel to make him a general? They're looking that he's a temperate man, that he doesn't, he's not overly arrogant. He doesn't see himself as something greater. Yes, he has to believe in himself that he can hold the command position to wear the one star. But you know, he also needs to be able to work with different people than he did before. Not just majors and captains and lieutenants. And definitely far above the sergeants and corporals and privates. For a colonel to be able to work with all levels of people, especially on the political level, that is a commander. That is a commanding officer right there, ladies and gentlemen. Someone who is diplomatic, tactful, mindful, conscious, emotionally intelligent, as well as academically intelligent. You have to be schooled. You have to learn how there are times when you speak up and times when you stand down. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much commendations you have on your chest or on your records, no matter what kind of things you've done, you have to learn how to humble yourself in the sight of God and in the sight of man. And when you do that and you treat every human being with utmost respect and response, that is when God honors that. And to be quite honest with you, that's when man honors that. That's when your superiors will honor that. Remember that. Listen, diplomacy is everything. If you don't have it, learn it. If you don't have humility, if you're a brash, loudmouth, crass fool, running your mouth all the time, like a professional wrestler, you're going to lose, my friend. So you have to learn to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, as it says in the book of James, chapter 1, and He will lift you up. He will help you become the man you are meant to be, the leader you are meant to be. That means treating your wife and your children with respect in the home, not being a tyrant, not being a dictator, being loving and kind with them, understanding, knowing that this is the will of God. An example of humility in the church as we close. There was a young pastor who, his father was the lead pastor, the senior pastor in the church, and he passed away. And he was so excited, he was excited to lead the church and, you know, set on a new path. And he had a message laid out. He had notes and outlines and scripture and everything he learned at theology school and examples and even examples from his own personal life, a, jo a few jokes or two.
All the while, there was a little old lady observing every move he was making. She saw during the worship service how proud he was, how he stood so tall, how happy he was once he hopped onto the stage and just climbed up there, took the podium with a big smile, said, Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to church. He gave his message, gave it his all, with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his mind, with all his strength. But when he asked if anyone wanted to receive Christ, there was no response. When he asked if anybody needed prayer, there was zero. Nobody responded. Nobody was moved. There was no pathos. Nothing moved the thought to make somebody realize, hey, I need to change something in my life. This discouraged the young pastor. And as he finished and closed, he said a final prayer with a benediction. That's the closing part of the church. Shoulders slumped, head down, walked down. Walked to the door to greet everyone on the way out, wish him a happy week. And the little old lady who had been observing earlier said this. She walked up and she said, may I tell you something? Mrs. Jones, yes, of course, please. I'm going to whisper it in your ear so that nobody hears. But I'm going to be very honest with you, young man. If you'd have walked up the stage like you came down, you would have come down the stage like you went up. The lady knew immediately that this man lacked the humility to teach. So always remember in your walk, whenever you're in the lead position, take caution, take humility, be humble in the sight of the Lord and let him lift you up. Take time to pray. Take time to get on your knees. Let me tell you something. A man who bows the knee before God every morning can stand before anybody. Remember that, dear friends. God bless you. God be with you. Have a great week. We're doing this on Saturday mornings now. Be blessed, my brothers and sisters. Amen.